0: to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford in Newcastle-upon-Tyne on the northeast coast of England. Today is Wednesday, I had to think about that, October the 12th. It's nice and early, it's daytime again, everyone's bathing in the sunlight because we have playoff games, uh, NLDS, Game 2 Action. Uh, both games later on this evening, so we're getting these pods recorded nice and early, getting the information out. And joining me to fire this info out for the playoffs is the
1: machine, Mr. off Manji, Moonaf, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, Malcolm? Uh, we are back. Yes, sir. Uh, now we're at, we're at two-a-days now, so I know we had four games yesterday, and now, what, like you mentioned, National League today on... Wednesday and then we'll have the American League's but hey, exciting baseball yesterday. It was a lot of fun. I know we will dig into it in a second, but yeah, off to a great start for the divisional series.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was loads of fun, really. I absolutely loved it. I know I've been whinging on about not being able to uh, watch it. Well, Noah hooked me up with a bit of a, a live stream, so I caught most I caught most of the two early games, listened to a little bit of the Guardians and Yankees in bed and then caught up with the Padres and Dodgers this morning. Um, but those first two games were just great, and on the back of the wildcard teams as well, where there was there was some fightbacks, there was some walkoffs, there was the epic extra innings game. Um, the games yesterday just carried on. Um, I mean, we can. Where do you want to start? I think the 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 earlier games were the mad ones. Um, yeah. Phillies looked really comfortable against Atlanta. Got out to a lead. Although Atlanta had lots of ducks on the pond, they couldn't bring them home. Phillies got out to lead. Then all of a sudden, Atlanta had the had the wild fight back. I managed to get my Travis Darneau, um over half an RBI in. He, in the first inning, he was due, he due to come up with the bases loaded. And there was a double play and he never got a chance, which was a double whammy because A, he didn't get that chance. And then B, his next at-bat was just going to be leading off the inning. So that really put a... Uh, a hole in my plan until he swatted one over the fence. Uh, so you bullied me out of being able to play that play, Munaf.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> I, but we got I it. I
1: did my best to get that play for you, but unfortunately, um, due to, I guess, I don't know what the word is, but I did my best to find it for you. And then um, the Braves came back right at the end. And
0: what was it? Did they get a three run homer maybe in the bottom of the ninth or a grand slam? Three run homer, I think. Three run by uh, Matt Olson. Yeah. Yeah and finished seven to six. So that was a bit of a wild one. Yeah. And then what the hell happened to Seattle Houston later on, mood you should have been
1: there, you missed out. Ah, yeah, the, this one, uh, this, this was, I, I think Seattle got a taste of their own medicine yesterday by the Astros since the yeah. uh, Mariners came back and, and won against the Toronto blue Jays. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't see that Verlander start coming. Uh, did you? I mean, I thought he was going to be in Cy Young form. He's at home in front of the home car, uh, home crowd, where he's been so dominant at Minute Maid Park. Um, but look, they got to him early. He was having some command issues. They got some. Julio Rodriguez just owned him yesterday. We got to give him his flowers. Yeah. Um, they got a couple <laughs> home runs. I think J.P. Crawford hit one. Uh, but hey, when you have this lineup for the Astros, Malcolm, they're you're never out of it. Yeah. I think we saw that last night.
0: Well, yeah, there was a couple of things. Firstly, um, I mean, Alex Bregman absolutely murdered that ball, but then Jordan the yeah. Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez murdered every ball he saw yesterday. Yep. Um, just so powerful, absolutely incredible. And the I suppose the talking point was obviously Alvarez has hit the, the two-run bomb in the bottom of the ninth to win it, but the decision to bring in Robbie Ray Moon after, yeah. obviously Johnny, Johnny Junter was having kittens on Twitter about that. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed that implosion. But yeah, um, Robbie Ray historically lit up against the, uh, the Astros. And I think he, I mean, he was, that was clearly not in the plan because I think he was due to pitch game three. So it wasn't in the plan. So was it panic? Was it, was it Scott surveys, the, the Seattle, I'm the head coach. And I saw people from our, our community, Scott, Shell, it might have been or maybe one of the Ryans, uh, Ryan Gilbert, were, were up in
1: arms about the fact they put Robbie Ray in. So it was a really weird decision, Munah. I think it was the fact that my only thing is might be a lefty-on-lefty matchup. But if you look at the numbers of Robbie Ray against the Astros this season – Yeah, It's not very pretty, and I know there's a lot of screenshots and and stats being put up about how Robbie Ray has fared against the Astros this season, and it just hasn't been very good for him. So, yeah, I think definitely a questionable decision made there by uh, the Mariners' manager. I I think that for the Mariners, would you classify this as a a crush? I mean, like where do you go from here for the uh, Mariners? you just say, okay, hey, it's just one game, you know, we so, they still have to beat us two more times. Is that the mentality for the Mariners, or is this kind of dream-crushing loss for the Mariners? Because they were in control of that game from pitch one all the way up until about the ninth inning. I mean, I know the yeah. Bre- you mentioned the Bregman bomb, but you saw that two-run lead going into the bottom of the ninth there. Um, and the, I think they got two outs as well, and then they got two men on, and then Alvarez came up and just crushed their souls and just hit that ball to the moon. I mean... With this Astros lineup, we talked about it a lot. They're never out of it. Um, but yeah, it was one of the more exciting finishes uh, definitely from yesterday.
0: Yeah, somebody's just a little bit panicky because they had Paul Seawold on an incredibly short leash. It almost looked like the manager had zero faith in him the minute he got into some trouble. Uh, that was the end of him. But yeah, we won't know how the Mariners respond until after we've seen it, really. We can speculate all we want, but it could, they could... Steal themselves and come out uh, with the determination to to fix it tonight. Or they could come out slightly broken and nervous. I thought Atlanta looked nervous actually in that first game, which was surprising considering they went all the way last year. So yeah, it's it's playoff baseball and it's doing funny things to a lot of people. Um, in the latest slate, New York overcame Cleveland. Um, Garrett Cole really. This all hinged on Garrett Cole getting lucky in that first inning. Um, he gave up the leadoff bomb to Stephen Kwan. I think you called the lead off home run as well. Although you said he's going to give up a bomb in the first inning earlier on yeah. when you were you were chatting to someone on Twitter. And gave up that bomb to Kwan. Then the Yankees got a few runs back and then really Cleveland have struggled to put a glove on people. They've now scored four runs in 33 innings, is it? I think 15 so. and 18. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah 33 innings. They've scored four runs all on homers. They've got J-Rams two-run homer when they won 2-1. You've got Oscar Gonzalez. um, And then you've got Stephen Kwan yesterday. So they're not manufacturing those runs that everyone said, this is what Cleveland will have to do, and this is what they will do. So Cole got a little bit lucky in that first, and after that, the Yankees kind of held them at arm's length. And then in the final game, the Dodgers and the Padres, Clevenger did exactly what we thought he was going to do. And again, then the Dodgers... Just kind of held them at arm's length. Uh, The Padres hung around a little bit. Uh, The Dodgers didn't get away, but um, they've had the beating of them all season. And again, they were pretty much in control of that from the outset.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the Mike Clevenger show um, continued... Uh, yesterday he struggled against them during the season. Struggled again in the within those first three to four innings where he gave up five earned runs, and I mean that was pretty much a story. And like you mentioned, the Padres got three back, but it was just it just wasn't enough for them to kind of get over the hump and beat this Dodgers team. So um, you know I, I think that I think what all three out of the four home teams won yesterday, except for the uh, Phillies and Braves. So uh, it's one game. It is a best of five. So I think hopefully they can at least the losers from yesterday can just turn the page and just focus on the next game.
0: Yeah, did all right with my bets. Dodgers run line, I think me and you both uh, clocked onto that one. I obviously had Travis Darno, which was a bit of a mad player prop. Um, Houston, which was lucky, but I'll take it. It's money in the bank. Um, and I had the over seven in Cleveland and New York, so I blobbed that one yesterday. So yeah, did all right, finished ahead a little bit. Um, so yeah, we've I think we've done all right really as a group between the four of us uh, so far this this playoff season. Um, the YouTube chat is open. Rick is in there. Rick, uh, how about those Mariners? Says Rick. I don't know if that's ironic. Uh, maybe Astro's fan in there, but nice to get to join us, Rick. Um, so today there's two games. moon where we have a yeah. nine. For sorry, right? Okay, I kept giving out British times yesterday. We've got a four thirty-five <laughs> Eastern time game, Um, Phillies at the Braves, and we have got an 8.37 Eastern game, which is the San Diego Padres at the LA Dodgers. So we'll start with the Phillies at the Braves. The uh, pitcher for Philadelphia is going to be Zach Wheeler, and Kyle Wright draws the start for the Atlanta Braves. The lines are... Let me see. Philly a plus 120, Atlanta minus 129, and the total here is set at seven. Um, on the season, Zach Wheeler finished up 12 and seven with a 282 ERA, um, 169 in his recent form, his last five starts. He was six and four on the road with a three four, 354 ERA. And against Atlanta this season, he pitched 20 innings to a 270. ERA gave up six earned runs on eighteen hits, only worked one, walked one batter, and gave up three home runs. Kyle Wright finished the season with a record of twenty-one and five, Um three nineteen ERA. His last five starts uh, came out with an ERA of five twenty-six at home, had an ERA of two eighty-six. Uh, same ERA against Philly, two eighty-six on the season, in seventeen innings pitched. My handicap on this one, moving up, surrounds the pitches, uh, the time of day, um, the and the totals and the strikeouts. Now, the game this, uh, the time this game goes off here uh, tonight, nine thirty five. Sorry, four thirty five Eastern. Mm-hmm. Um, the game went off at lunchtime yesterday, so they were round. They were round about the seventh inning um, when this was at the time first pitch will be tonight and there was a load of shadows the shadows were creeping across about two-thirds of the way between the pitching mound and home plate and it was just incredibly difficult uh for the batters um the the commentators i think i was listening to the radio at that point i was out and about um taking the boy to football and i was listening to the radio and they said this is traditionally a bit of a problem at this time of day so with this going off, it led me to to a few props, obviously all of which based around pitches, strikeouts, unders, that kind of thing. Um, firstly, Atlanta strike out a lot and Zach Wheeler in three games this season against the Braves was struck out 10, 8 and 7. Now my local book... Had wheeler strikeouts at four and a half, but it was heavily juiced. It was at like minus one thirty-eight. I think they just priced it up, bro. Uh, now you I assume you and You said you saw a line of five and a half strikeouts. Is that
1: yeah. right? Yeah, I saw a five and a half around plus one fifteen, if, wow. if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I since see that number has been bet down to that four and a half number, like you mentioned, with heavy juice at minus one eighty-five. Mm. Um, but I think I still like it at five and a half.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, well, the, the lines so far this season have been 7, 8 and 10. And then he gets that added help today of these shadows early on in the in the first few winnings. So, I like wheeler strikeouts. I like the first five under for the same reason. Um, again, Kyle Wright can chime in uh, and he can keep the Phillies off the board as well. Take advantage uh, of these conditions. Yeah, so they, they were my, um, my leans. If I was going to pick a side, I would just take Philly again. Yeah. Uh, this is gonna. If this is gonna be low scoring, it's going to be tight. Uh, and Philly have already proved more than once uh, this season that they can happily do come through as an underdog. So if this is going to be a low scoring game, that puts Philly's price even more attractive to me. So Philly are plus plus one twenty five. I was going to pick the side, but my main play would be the Wheeler strikeouts at over five and a half, if you can find it, and then also um, the
1: first five under Munaf. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it about Wheeler, right? And, uh, and I'll kind of go back even further. And and since he has joined uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, which was back in 2020, uh, 10 career appearances and starts against the uh, Atlanta Braves, he's 4-2 in that span with a 2.07 ERA, accumulated 77 strikeouts as well. In fact, in his last six starts against the Braves, uh, Wheeler has recorded at least six strikeouts in all six starts. Uh, and like you mentioned, this season, three starts, Against the Atlanta Braves, um, he's had a total of he's two and zero with a two point seven zero ERA, twenty five strikeouts total in three starts, and he's had at least seven strikeouts this season in all three starts for the Philadelphia Phillies against his Braves team. You mentioned they strike out a lot overall on the season against right-handed pitching. The Braves were the second highest team in strikeout percentage against right-handed pitching. So, I think this is a great play. I went there with you as well over five and a half on strikeouts for zach wheeler um the one thing that does kind of make me nervous or let me mention this the weather report as well i think something interesting is that if you are betting a total in this game that the wind is blowing in at around seven miles per hour not not a lot uh i mean not a lot miles per hour at seven but um it, it is something to think about when you know when you're in atlanta where it's supposed to be hot but looks like there was also some rain in the forecast as well. So uh, definitely look out for that as well. But I agree with you, Malcolm. I like the Phillies in this game. I think they can continue their momentum, despite how good Kyle Wright has been this season for the Atlanta Braves. I mean, you mentioned the numbers; He's 21 and five, 3.198 ERA last five games. He was four and oh, but his ERA was 5.26. Did have success against the Phillies in this, uh, in this game, or sorry, this season two and one with a 2.84 ERA. Um, I like the under in this game as well. I know I'm seeing some money coming in and all the over, but I think for the w- things that you mentioned about the shadows and things like that, whether possibly being a factor in this game and just the success that both of these teams have had against one another, I do like the under seven and a half right now in this game.
0: Okay, so pretty much on the same page, and Wheeler Keys, Unders, First Five Unders, and Philly, Any um, anyone or all of those four things, uh, if you like them, get them, get them in your book. Um, Winbet would be a place to do that. Uh, The perfect time actually to join Winbet is now uh, new customers will get a $100 free bet if they bet 100 bucks. Uh, The casino is open 24 hours a day, 100% deposit there up to a $1,000 as well. And the Winbet Biggest Winners Club, uh, you'll win $1,000 uh, if you land the biggest odds parley of the week uh, last week. Um, I think it was Moon, I've actually turned $6 into $4,000 and sure. got a free $1,000 bet. Was that you, Munoz? Unfortunately not. It wasn't you, okay. Uh, loads of choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet. Offer of subject to of change, tease and seize it, winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet's available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 Four seven double zero. Uh, football fans need a little bit of Fubo TV in their life. Complete coverage of college and pro football, NFL red zone as well. All in 4K. Hundreds of channels of live sports and entertainment. No contract, no commitment. Cancel at any time. Try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's dot com slash SGP. And finally, odds trader. A place where you can compare the odds from all the major sports folks, get the right sign up codes and different promos as well, so you can get the best deal. And once you've done all of that, you can get things like live scores, play by play updates, player stats, key game stats, and the all important bet tracker as well. All of that can be found at slash blue. Why are the number one site for all your game day bets? Okay, game two, uh, the late game. Is the 8:37 Eastern first pitch uh, between the San Diego Padres and the L.A. Dodgers? Hugh Darvish goes for the Padres, and Clayton Kershaw, left-handed pitcher, goes for the Dodgers, who lead this series one to nothing after their win last night. The Padres and Darvish are plus one sixty-five; Dodgers minus one forty-six. And the total here is set at seven.
1: Moon after taken away Padres at Dodgers. Yeah, you Darvish this season has actually had four starts against the Dodgers. Um, he's one and two with a 2.52 ERA. There's one start where he just wasn't very good. That was all the way back on July 2nd. Uh, six innings, they allowed five earned runs. But the other three starts, uh, two out of the three, he uh, threw shutout baseball in six innings and seven innings. And then as well as the other start, he only gave up two earned runs in about uh six innings as well uh unfortunately the bats didn't get going in that game but darvish by far has been the best pitcher for the padres this season um on the on the year he was just so good in his last five games uh, before the season ended four and one with a 1.64 era did have one postseason start this season um he won the game had four strikeouts uh in that uh series against uh, god i forgot who they played um who do they play in that first round uh, in the wild card series? The Mets. The, the Mets. Yes, the Mets. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. He won that game. That he went seven innings, only allowed one earned run, uh, six hits. The one hit run run that he did give up was a home run. Uh, so he has a lot of success. Clayton Kershaw goes on the mound for uh, the Dodgers, obviously um, this season. You know, he was in and out of the lineup, but he had an overall pretty good season, Malcolm. 12 and 3 with a 2.28 ERA, 137 strikeouts. His last five games, absolute shutout baseball for Clayton Kershaw. 5 and 0 with a 1.20 ERA. Two starts this season against the Padres. Uh, he was 1 and 0 with a 0. 0.75 ERA. He went 12 innings during the regular season, allowed eight hits and only one earned run to the san diego padres in that span and overall in his career against the san diego padres uh 23 and 9 with a 2.03 era malcolm 310 strikeouts in 45 appearances and i know this goes all the way back to 2008 i'll filter this down to let's say since 2020 against the padres i guess that gives us more of a recency uh stats uh record isn't there two and three but the era is still there at 2.41 I think yesterday, Malcolm, or the pod when we previewed game ones that we we talked about how the Padres kind of do struggle against left-handed pitching, and you know Julio Urias was doing pretty good through about five innings. Uh, they only allowed three earned runs in that game. I, I wanted to I, I want to trust Kershaw here, but I just think there's too much value here on you Darvish at plus one sixty five price, especially how great he has been not only during the regular season but against the against the Dodgers as well. So. I'm going to go with the Padres in this game here at plus one sixty five. I think that's a lot of great value, especially with you, Darvish on the mound. Yeah, well, I'm going to uh,
0: take a version of that moon off, but dress it up ever so slightly differently. Um, I agree with you that Darvish has been excellent and can be uh, excellent again tonight. Um, Kershaw, there's just no holes to pick in Kershaw. Even if you go through his game login, you look, you look for a blow up. Um, to try and back you up. But there isn't one, really, there's a, there's a six-earn run in there this season and there's a two falls and a three and that's it. Um, there's no, it's not like, I mean, Kyle Wright, you think occasionally, Kyle Wright's got potential to blow up um, because once in every kind of eight or nine starts, he'd give up six or eight runs or something. You don't see that with Kershaw at all. So, um, the total on this, firstly, is attractive. Um, the total here at seven. I think this is going to be really, really tight. But I just can't get away from the fact that the Dodgers continually beat the Padres. I think it was a yeah. 14-5 on the season. They've yeah. chalked another one up last night. Um, so my bet here, Moonaf, is going to be the Padres on the run line, uh, plus one and a half, which is at a price of minus 124. So it's not a bad price. I can yeah. see this finishing something like 3-2 Dodgers. Um, we had a lot of these games last season between these two teams. And, mm. uh, but yeah, so low scoring, both teams go okay, and then Dodgers will win because they always beat them. Um, so yeah, some combination of under, first five, under. But my main play, um, I think the Dodgers can win. I know we've been h- high on the Dodgers' run line Um just about all season because if the Dodgers win yeah. they cover the spread yeah. uh, we, we got them last night it was a good price plus 105 last night but I think this might just be a little bit different tonight Um, and I think that you Darvish can hang with them long enough um, they've still got they need something out of Machado or Soto or San Diego if they're going to win one of those two or both of them Um, need to go nuts and do something for them. So uh, that would be my pick. It's a little bit not as brave as you, Moonaf. Maybe I've taken the cowards way out, uh, but I'll take San Diego Padres on the run line uh, minus one twenty four.
1: I love it. You happy with that? I am happy with that. I absolutely agree with you. Good man.
0: Uh, so, do we want to do locks and dogs, or do you just want to recap your best three plays for the for the two
1: games? Yeah, we can just recap it. I know it's only two games for us to pick from now for uh, at least going forward because now they split it up with AL on one day and NL one day. So I think going back to the Phillies game, uh, I think both you and I like Zach Wheeler over five and a half strikeouts for the game today. Also, yeah. like the full game under seven and a half for myself. And I'll throw this out there as well. Uh, Kyle Wright this season against the Phillies. He had three starts against them. And in all three of those starts, um, he had at least two walks uh, in those games. And overall, in his career since 2019, he's faced the Phillies six times. And in five out of those six games, he's had at least two walks as well. I'm currently seeing his walk prop um, at, let's see, I think it was one and a half at plus 140. So if you want to get down on that, some plus money odds there for walks for Kyle Wright, I I think I like that uh, as well. And then for the Dodgers and the Padres game, I like uh, the Padres on the money line. I think there's some value there on you, Darvish. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's the only... I don't have any player props for that, but I do like the Padres in that game.
0: Okay, yeah, I've seen Kyle Wright walks at plus plus 150 here, moon off on this side of the the ocean um, for over one and a half walks. I never considered that. I might get that in my uh, portfolio, what with you being... The man and everything. Yeah, Zach Wheeler for me, a plus five and a half strikeouts. Like you said, if you can get that plus 115 um, or even shorter, I love it. Like I say, seven, eight and 10 in the three games uh, plus some advantageous conditions. Um, the first five under as well, I'd take maybe Philly run line. And then for the second game, the Padres at the Dodgers. Um, the I'll towards the under, but my main play would be the San Diego Padres on the run line there um, at minus 124. So there you go. I just hope they're entertaining. games, really enough, we're, we're playing with a little bit of uh, house money because we've done okay over the wild card weekend last night, and the games have been um, so so interesting and so much fun. I've really enjoyed. This is the most enjoyable bit of postseason baseball I can remember watching since uh, since I got into it. I've enjoyed chatting with you lot. I've enjoyed the Discord um, again chatting with people like Rick, uh, who's in the chat tonight, talking about how the Mariners um, and we're going to respond uh, to that defeat last night. So I've enjoyed. There's there's a real uh, community community aspect to it as well. The Newcastle Night Talks WhatsApp group's been blowing up. Everyone's been getting involved in there. Most of them stole Noah's illegal stream as well last night. So Noah was very popular in the northeast of England last night. He had a load of new friends that he didn't know about. Um. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it and hoping it's uh, entertaining, and we can cash a couple of bets along the way. So. And is that your plans for tonight, Boonah? You're just going to watch ball, or do you have another thousand podcasts to do?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a busy day of pods for me today. Uh, right after we're done with MLB, I'm hopping on the NBA pod to do a division preview and then do the prop cast later for uh, Thursday Night Football props. Got to do the referee report, but I will definitely have the games on uh, on the screens in front of me. You know how I like to play tennis with games on.
0: Ah, uh, yes. I missed your tennis eyes, ringing really enough, since these games have been uh, not when we've been recorded. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, short and sweet. So hopefully it's consumable before these games uh, get underway for you. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, and Megan Noah might do some DFS stuff as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, good with all your bets. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.